my function when I get them on is I don't sell. I qualify. I try to listen to them and see what they need and how I can bring value to them. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm your host, Matt Rouse. And today, my guest is Shaheed Cheyenne. And Shaheen, you are the author of Billion and you started Amazon Mastery. You're born in Iran, award-winning entrepreneur, writer, filmmaker, based out of Los Angeles, California, and the CEO and chairman of Accelerated Intelligence. And you help manage the selling of your own products and your other brand owners to scale their online sales in Amazon and other marketplaces. And I wanted to have you on the show because I was really curious to talk about Amazon Mastery and the kind of Amazon hacking system. But I also want to talk about your book. So we'll get to that in a minute. But first off, why don't you tell me a little bit more about Amazon Mastery? Sure. So thank you for having me on that. You know, I started my career in the early 1990s with supplements and created over a billion dollars in revenue pre-internet. And sometime in 2008, I realized that Amazon was going to be a player in the e-commerce space. Shortly thereafter, a couple of years or less thereafter, Jeff Bezos opens it up to third-party sellers, meaning that anybody could now sell anything, virtually anything. It was the Wild West back in the early days of being an Amazon FBA seller that virtually anybody could sell virtually anything on the platform. So I had come up with a brain supplement, one of the best in the world called Accelerol, a nootropic. And I decided that I was going to give it a shot and put it on the platform. So what I did was I put it on the Amazon platform went to sleep, didn't think much of it. Now, this was a $120 a month supplement, super high end. And I didn't think anything about it. I woke up and I looked and I had thousands of orders, you know, maybe something over $100,000 in orders in one night. And I just kept looking through the numbers thinking that this must be a mistake until I realized that no, it wasn't a mistake, but it really was the Wild West. There weren't that many people selling on the Amazon platform. We were one of like a few thousand sellers. Now right. we've got close to 5 million plus sellers, maybe more than that on the Amazon seller platform. And every day I coach and teach people how to sell on Amazon and how to make predictable recurring revenue streams by creating Amazon businesses as part of a foundational thinking platform. So I know that you're into SEO and that you're one of the experts in that field of, of marketing and SEO and producing that kind of content. What we do is we specialize in the Amazon platform because what we learned in the years to follow, and we've introduced 300 different products. I've launched probably close to a hundred companies or more on the Amazon platform, selling millions, multi-millions of dollars. And I teach students how to do that every day. What we learned is that the language of Amazon as it turns out, is different than other selling platforms. So if you're used to selling into brick and mortar, if you're used to selling just on your website or other forms of e-commerce, 
that selling on Amazon is going to be different. And there is a art, a science of how you tell that story. And over the years, we perfected a series of algorithms that makes up Amazon Mastery, which is our program. And what that does is, is it enables anybody from a stay-at-home mom to a attorney that's looking for side work. We've got, uh, I've got a guy right now who is an oil engineer and is doing it on his breaks to be able to sell products on the Amazon platform without having it take up all of your hours. That's difficult to do because I've sold on Amazon. <laughs> and man, it is time consuming to get that figured out on your own. And, and and other platforms too. You know, there's there's a lot of sales platforms out there these days and everyone is just a little bit different, right? So if somebody wants to get started, what's kind of the first steps you think for a person to kind of get started with selling on Amazon? Look, you know, one of the mistakes that I made starting off is that I, like a lot of people I know, tend to work in a vacuum. I'll come up with an idea. I may or may not mention it to a few friends. And then I'm just go, go, go. I try to figure it all out by myself. And that's okay. Because sometimes you can figure out things on your own. And if that's your personality type, you may be able to solve tricky problems. But there's a more effective way to do it. So I'll give you two practical tips on how to make that work. Practical tip number one, find a mentor, find a coach, somebody who has been there before and done that and utilize their learnings, their mistakes, their advice, their counsel to grow. The second thing that I would tell you is find a network of people. Your network, as my friend Ken Rutowski says, is your net worth. Your network is your net worth. And the more people that you have in your network that are where you want to go, that are where you are, that maybe are even a little bit below you in where you're working, you know, I mean, below you, I mean, a, a level just below you as far as how they're starting off, because you can coach them. The best way to learn something is to teach it. Um, you can do really well like that. And so then you're no longer working in a vacuum. Now, you know, look, we have a course and a mastermind. I'll talk to you about that at the end, but you know, I'm not really here to, to sell anything. My goal, you know, I think you've seen my story. I created, you know, one of the world's largest supplement companies in the 1990s pre-internet. And I've made my fame and fortune many times over. So my goal now in my career is to be able to empower people to create their best life. And not only that, but to be able to create recurring revenue without having to sell their fucking hours. Can I curse on your show? Absolutely. Okay, great. I should have asked before. But, That's all right. You know, the, the, the biggest problem with people, Matt, is that everybody's selling their hours. And I talk right. to people all the time. They're like, oh, yeah, look at this. I got this much or whatever. I'm like, but you only have 24 hours. That limits the amount of money that you make, which is why it's so important, you know, the kind of work that you do with, with SEO, right? That's an absolute art and a skill set that you got to have, or you have to have the skill set of being able to hire professionals like yourself, like me, to go in there and either show you how it's done or to do it for you. There is immeasurable value in being able to create a team that can go in there and execute on your plans. 
Right. I think there's a lot of value in both the idea of knowing enough to understand how to ask the right questions and how to interpret, you know, kind of the analytics and the data and the sales data and that kind of thing, but also knowing that somebody else that you hire who does it for a living is going to know more about that thing than you do. Right. So you want to have that happy medium where you don't want to be completely unknowledgeable about whatever it is that you're going to hire somebody for, because that's how you get, you know, the snake oil salesmen and people kind of can rip people off. So you have to know enough to be dangerous. Right. But you also have to know that maybe it's not the best use of your time to figure out every single thing in something like Amazon seller central, you know, we find that with companies all the time. We'll talk to a company where they're doing their own marketing work or their own SEO work or their own writing, you know, stuff like that. And their time is better spent doing, you know, partnerships and sales development and developing their staff and their organization and their processes and all that kind of stuff in their company instead of doing the work that they would hire us to do for them. We could do it better, cheaper and faster than they could do it on their own. And their time is better spent building their business. Yeah, I can tell this might not be the first time you've done this kind of work. <laughs> That's true. I have had this conversation in about different things a lot of times. And, and it really is, a, you know, a, a conversation about opportunity cost, I think. And, and I mean, look, here's the thing. There are a lot of assholes out there, right? There's a lot of assholes out there that'll just take your money and not do anything for you. And there's a lot of bullshit people. I mean, you know, the world of SEO is littered with people <laughs> yeah, that <nice>. basically... <laughs> will take your money. They will go on Upwork or Fiverr and hire an Indian dude or, you know, a guy in Pakistan or a guy in wherever it is now that, you know, are doing SEO Bangladesh. Oh, God forbid it's Bangladesh. And, you know, there, there's, there's clusters of people in these countries that do that kind of work. It doesn't mean everybody from those countries is bad or, or trying to scam, but they do work cheaply. And so, you know, there's a lot of dudes out there that you'll go to them and they'll take your money and then they'll outsource that stuff, right? So here is here is actually, I think, a hack that, that may bring value to your listeners. And you can tell me if you disagree with this. Sure. Having the phone call with a professional like yourself or me or somebody like us is usually free. It's almost always free. And at the end of the call, if you do not hire that professional, guess what? You've got 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour of information from a professional that you can go back now and see if you can replicate that information, see if you can take action on it. And you know what? I don't fucking care if you spend an hour with me on the phone and don't go with me. I've got plenty of business. I know you have more business than you know what to do with, Matt. So, that's fine for us. Don't be like, oh, you know, people are like, oh, I don't feel right about doing that. And, you know, they're worried that, you know, they're going to get us on the phone and, you know, not end up going with us. Believe me, I spend most of my time talking people out of my services, talking people out of taking my courses and joining the masterminds, because I don't want people that aren't ready for what it is that we're offering. And that's how we have, we have a hundred percent success record with my Amazon course, with my mastermind, with my agency. And I don't want to fuck that up. So most of the time, if I'm talking to somebody and I feel like they are not there yet 
to go with a company like mine or to go with a company like yours, Matt, I will refer them out. I will be like, hey, I know you can't use us. I know you might not have enough money for us yet. That's cool. Here's four resources that you can use. And I give them the actionable information and tell them to do it themselves. There's a lot of value in being able to, you know, just like you were saying, call someone like us, call an agency, call a professional in something. And if that person is happy to refer you to someone else who is a better fit for you, then you know that person is an honest business person, right? Right. And if they will, if you get on the phone with somebody and all they do is try and hard close you the entire time, you know that they're probably what they're selling is not worth the salt, right? Because if they have to hard close everybody to do it, then they have to be constantly closing business or they'll go broke. So, you know, I I don't need that many clients. I mean, my clients do really well. They pay us well. We make them lots of money. So I don't need that many. Right. Matt, Uh, what will it take you to get you into this car today? I know. (laughs) I heard that so many times. I mean, I I worked in commission sales when I was younger. In the 90s, I was in commission sales, electronic sales. Right. And man, I would see people hard closing people and stuff on, on these, just selling their souls for, you know, $2,000 stereo equipment sales and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, it's just not worth it, dude. And, uh, you know, I was like, you should buy this one because it's, it's better and it's cheaper. You know, (laughs) my sales manager was not a big fan of that. Right. Yeah. He's like, why are you selling people stuff with no margin in it? I'm like, cause it's better. (laughs) Yep. Nothing sells better than authenticity. That's true. You know, and, and when I get somebody on the phone, right? And I, I do, you know, consultations all the time with people who want to start selling on Amazon, people who've never sold on Amazon before, you know, and clients, you know, I deal with a lot of Fortune 50s, Fortune 500s are our clients where we take their products and, and we accelerate them. And the purpose of the call for me, you know, because again, I don't need their money you know, money's nice. It's great. It helps me buy a new Porsche. helps me buy, you know, nice houses, nice vacations, all that money's great, but I've got enough of that. My function when I get them on is I don't sell. I qualify. I try to listen to them and see what they need and how I can bring value to them. And that is the most, I'll tell you, Matt, to your point, that is the most offsetting thing for people who are expecting to be sold. I've actually had people say, okay, aren't you going to sell me? And I said, no, I don't do that. Right. So the other component of that is what Caldini calls persuasion. Professor Caldini, who wrote the canon on influence, which I'm sure you're, you're familiar with to be a good salesperson and to sell. And there is nothing wrong with selling. My first exposure to it was from a guy called Tom Hopkins, who is the, he is the Tony Robbins of sales training. If you want to learn how to sell, get anything by Tom Hopkins. And that is the be all end all that you will ever need to know how to sell. And it's by the way, the same thing that you and I are talking about. The fact is that the sales should be made before they ever talk to you. And that's really what you do. That's what you do with search engine optimization. You create decision engineering. You make them think, you gently nudge them into thinking that they came to the conclusion that you are the best product or service for them. And when you can do that, when you can come from the five elements of influence using authority, social proof, likability, scarcity, reciprocity, 
Once you can use consistency is another one. Once you can use those elements to persuade people before they even talk to you, by the time they're talking to you, they're selling you. And that's the difference. And that's how we sell. That's the algorithm that we teach to people on how to sell on Amazon. You know, when I started my first company, so I know you wanted to, did you want to talk about that a little bit about that? Yeah, we can talk about that in a sec. I wanted to to quickly uh, kind of note something that's that's super interesting to me anyway. So I'm, I'm in the middle of editing a video, a promotional video for our live show, the Business Builder Throwdown. And what I did is I had this kind of quick fire question. So each of the people on the show have these quick fire answers to the questions. One of the questions was, living or dead, who would you want to go for lunch with? And, and just have a chat with, right? And I picked Dr. Robert Caldini. <laughs> oh, the no guy way. that I wanted to go for lunch with because I'm actually rereading the, the, the updated version of Influence right now. And, yeah. and I just finished rereading Persuasion again because those books are just so like absolutely amazing. If you are doing anything to try and sell anyone anything or to get people to take some kind of action that is for their benefit, you should be reading those books. Absolutely. You know, I tell people there's so many books out there on sales, on time management. There's so many different books out there. Just don't fuck with them. You've got a limited amount of time on this planet. You could die tomorrow and get hit by a bus. Go with these big cannons of books. You want time management? David Allen right? You can't manage time, by the way. But if you want a good book on how to run your life, David Allen, Getting Things Done. You want a book on how to influence people? Caldini, Persuasion and Influence, right? You want a self-help coach? You know, don't fucking go out there and spend $10,000 on some Yahoo who took a class and now thinks he's a life coach. Tony Robbins, it'll cost you $8 to buy his book. It's free to listen to his audio on YouTube, Right. Right. You can do that. You can have access to these incredible fucking people, you know, for very little cost. But the fact is, you know, that now we're in a generation that is very attracted to the shiny thing. Right. They're 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 chasing the shiny objects. So you see these gurus, all these people trying to sell them stuff. And they're like, look at my Lamborghini. Look at my beautiful mansion and jacuzzi inside my yacht, right? And then you, you realize five minutes later that it's all rented, yeah. that they make their money selling all that stuff all rather than doing what they're teaching. You know what? Talking about a show, I wanted to mention this because we don't record the video, right, from the podcast. But your video setup is fantastic, by the way. You've got your book there. I mean, you have the little video screen in the background that had your picture and stuff on it. You got your Amazon Mastery T-shirt on, right? And uh, it's kind of a good, I mean, you have a good solid setup. It's professional. It's well lit. You know, I think all of that stuff is important. And, uh, you know, just being on Zoom calls and stuff. I mean, right now, I don't have my, I'm not in my office. I don't have all my gear and everything, right? But, you know, normally I have my books on the back of the shelf and I've got, you know, my nice setup and all that kind of stuff. And I think that kind of stuff matters too. And I think it's important to, you know, portray that that image when you're on video with your prospects or, you know, even if you're a co- corporate meeting, you know, that kind of stuff. And, but anyway, I wanted to mention that because people can't see it. And I thought it was fantastic. But let's talk about what you did early in your career 
And I think you had just mentioned you wanted to start talking about before I kind of went off on the track about Caldini there. No, that's a really good point. I think what you're saying is, is, is something that I say often, which is stop fucking chasing money. Chase excellence in everything that you do. Right. Show up in life. Right. If you're on a podcast, that guy's a professional. You're a professional. Show up as the person you want them to see you as. In fact, show up better than that. And that's what, that's what you have to do. And you're right, because in the business that we're in, particularly in being in the e-commerce digital marketplaces, people, people forget that. People forget that appearances matter. Not only that, but you know, once you look good, you feel good, and you bring excellence to everything you do. So talking about my past, I started off in the early 1990s. I was a teenager. I had left home left high school, dropped out of high school. I was 15 years old, sleeping on the beach, no money. And I found a mentor and decided to start a company. But mind you, I was sleeping in abandoned buildings in the backseat of an old Lincoln Continental. I had absolutely no money, nowhere to go. And I stumbled upon the Los Angeles rave scene at the time, the electronic music scene and decided to start hanging out there. And when I started hanging out there, I noticed that the people who were throwing the clubs always lost money, right? I noticed that the people who owned the buildings always lost money because most of the time the buildings were break-ins. People would break into these buildings and throw parties there. And then I thought, okay, so it's gotta be the DJs, right? Music, music makes money. The DJs were always standing outside the door with their hands out because people would never pay them so who do you think it was, Matt, who was making money at these parties? Somebody <laughs> was making money. Well, anybody selling alcohol or drugs, probably. <laughs> Correct. It was the drug dealers. They'd be there with a smile every show. They only needed a few customers to make it work. Right. There were thousands in those days. So I thought, hmm, that works for me. How do I do that? But then I was like, you know what? I'm really bad at crime. Not that I've tried much of it, but... I wouldn't be good at it. You know, I come from a Iranian Jewish family. My mom is a nervous wreck, you know, typical neurotic Jewish mother. And, you know, I think some of that wore off on me. So I was like, you know what? I would really like suck at crime. Like I just get this. This is not a fit for me. Me and crime would not get along because I would worry every two seconds about getting caught. You know, and these guys seemed cool as a cucumber. Plus I wasn't doing any drugs. So I had, you know, there was nothing taking the edge off me. So I decided, hey, what if I I developed a legal, natural alternative to the biggest party drug at that time, MDMA, methyl dioxy, methamphetamine, otherwise known as ecstasy. I think now they call it Molly. And I went about doing that. And somehow, by hook or by crook, I figured out a way to do it. And I went back to the club and I managed to persuade the drug dealers who were out, it was like everything was in my favor, who were out of real drugs because the supply was drying up. At that time, you know, it's a, a difficult drug to synthesize. So the supply of it came from Europe and the government had really cracked down on that. So they were out of supply. And turns out here I am with this legal natural alternative and they reluctantly took it. And we expanded from one guy 
to 10 guys, to 1,000 guys, to 10,000 guys, to the drug dealers, then becoming legitimate business people and becoming legitimate distributors to it spreading all over the world as a global phenomena. And here I am, you know, maybe in my late teens or something like that. And I'm in my office. I have 200 employees. I'm running Venice Beach. I mean, there is not a person on Venice Beach who doesn't work for me or at least know me. And I get the news that, I'm going to be on Montel Williams and CNN and that we've broke the billion dollar in revenue mark. And I talk about that in my upcoming book, Billion. And I have a, a podcast where you can download the first episode for free. It tells you mm-hmm. the whole story about herbal ecstasy. And I just remember, I always tell the story because it's a funny one. I just remember standing there, you know, I had long wavy hair and, you know, it was just complete rebel, but you know, I was a a little bit of a cocky kid at the time. And I just remember thinking, holy fuck, how much is a billion dollars? Because I didn't know what a billion was. I I couldn't fathom just the number. Like, is it a thousand million? Is it a hundred million? And I'm like going through, you know, was pre-internet. So I'm going through pre-smartphones. I'm going through like encyclopedias. I had a set of encyclopedias like, oh, a British million is a thousand, American million is a hundred. Like, I'm like, how much fucking money do we have? (laughs) And then somebody had to calm me down be like, no, no, no one's going to ask you that when you go on the air, they just want to know about this like long haired kid. And that led to an amazing journey that I talk about, you know, before, you know, my 21st birthday traveling all over the world. I had run-ins with the Yakuza, which is the Japanese mafia. We had all the government agencies coming after us. And it's really a a wild story, kind of like uh, Wolf of Wall Street meets Narcos in the 1990s. So it's, it's fun. If you guys want to learn about that, you know, check out Billion, How I Became King of the Thrill Pill Cult. It's on Stitcher, Spotify, all those, and it's free. You guys can just check that out. And the book will come out in August. But what nice. I learned about that, you know, one of the most important lessons that I talk about in my book is that the biggest single mistake that people make, especially in e-commerce, because I know you, this is a show about that, is that they develop a product And then they go out there and they try to find a market for it. They make a better mousetrap. And I can't tell you how many times a day I get phone calls from people asking me, hey, you know, dude, I built this like thing and it's better than all the other things. And uh, now I just need to figure out a place to sell it. Can you help me? It's ass backwards. What you need to do, and what I did at that time, is you have to start with distribution first. That is the biggest lesson that I learned. Find the distribution and then feed the distribution what it needs. That is the critical lesson. I teach that to all my students in Amazon Mastery, in my FBA seller course. And once you find the distribution, now the distribution, Amazon is one channel of distribution. Mm -hmm. Within that, there are niches. And there are other channels. So we teach our students, hey, learn on Amazon and then expand out. I got a student right now who's doing half a million bucks a year, a stay-at-home mom who's making half a million bucks a year on Etsy on top of her Amazon revenue. And then she's moving on and she's doing eBay, Walmart, and then selling into brick and mortar. So Amazon is just one path, one avenue of distribution. But if you're going to win in the e-commerce game, and you know, if you want, we can end it on that because I know we're running short on time, is that you want to make sure 
that you find distribution, you test the distribution, you go out there and find what that distribution needs and you feed it that and fuck your feelings. Forget about how you feel about something that how you love something you're into red rose pattern. So you're making red rose pattern shirts. That's really nice and all, but it's not going to make you any fucking money. Go find out that the top selling supplement in the world is collagen right now. And that people want it because it makes them be less fat and builds, you know, nice hair and makes their asses look great. And that's what people are buying their nails and hair or whatever. And then you figure out what the story is that you're going to tell to persuade people to come to your brand. And then you're going to make money. Absolutely. I'm not too worried about, about going long on time. You know, I always say it can never be too long. It can just be too boring. And I don't think we have that problem today. Distribution is the key to everything, right? So I hear, I don't know, every single conversation I have almost with every business, every small business, every e-commerce business is always, how do I figure out who I'm going to sell this to? Where can I find that type of person? You know, or they say things like, I need to do a blog or I need to write this or I need to shoot this commercial or shoot this video or start a podcast. What they don't say is where am I going to get distribution and what do I need to create to be on that channel? And everybody is starting from the opposite and it's not just Amazon products. It's everything. It's mom and pop shops. It's dentists. It's lawyers. It's anything that you can imagine. Distribution is the key. Just like our podcast. You wouldn't be on my podcast if I had no distribution, right? That's right. So I would just because you're a nice guy, but. Well, yeah, but, you know, I'd call in some favors, you know, from my, from my Amazon seller circle here. So I wanted to talk to you one more thing before I forget. I almost forgot. Amazon live video. Sure. I was just interviewed as an author on Amazon Live Video by D. Scott Smith from the Business Builder Throwdown. What's your thoughts on Amazon Live Video and where it's going? Yeah, so the live video, for, for you guys who don't know, Amazon decided at some point, so this, this is interesting. So Home Shopping Network, which if you guys remember, is the channel on TV that, I don't know who watches that now, grandmas? QVC right. and Home Shopping QVC Network. There's a bunch QV of them. Yeah, QVC is pretty big. So all those channels decided that the future is going to be giving everybody a channel and everybody's going to be able to have their own channel to sell their own stuff on their own show rather than just watching one show that's syndicated and people watch that. So they decided that's right. the future. So they decided they were going to launch that. Ooh, well, guess what? COVID happens right before they're about to launch that. And what happened is, is that there was somebody who was listening into these conversations and trends that were happening. And just so happens that Amazon launched their own. Not only that, they put it on the Amazon homepage and opened up access to all 5 million sellers to go on there and apply for Amazon Live, which means you could now have your own shopping channel on Amazon. I think it's interesting. I think it hasn't panned out quite as well as they thought it would, mainly because Amazon is amazing as far as being a search engine because people go on there and it's very easy to navigate to the product that you want and to buy it without being inundated with too much information. So the Amazon Live is great. We do it. We have influencers who we hire to do it and we do it for our brand and other brands. But at the end of the day, I think it didn't get as much eyeballs and exposure as they thought it would. 
And so it is challenging to put time, energy, effort into that particular platform on Amazon. So for example, creating a show on there and putting it up on there where you only get a thousand people watching it when you could put that same show on YouTube, SEO the crap out of it and get 100,000 viewers or 500,000 viewers for it. But, but what you could do is allocate some energy to that in a very tactical way. And again, you know, we teach that on our, on our course. Now, as far as you go, as far as you being an author and having your book featured on there, having somebody who's already got a little bit of a following on Amazon Live, awesome. But the fact is, truthfully, I don't really know anybody who's consuming content on Amazon Live, right? Like if me and you want to learn about, hey, this cool new black hat SEO tactic that, right. that some guys are using, you're not going to get your content there. You're going to go to YouTube. You're going to go to these other authority websites, right? If I want to find out, like I mountain bike, I don't know if you bike, but it must be amazing in Nova Scotia. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I like to learn all these little tricks with mountain bikes. I'm not going to go on to Amazon a, because I'm like, well, maybe I don't want to buy shit. And B I'm like, that's not where the experts are. Right. I can go on YouTube and the top mountain biker guy in the world has a channel under all five of them have channels on there. Right. Right. The top mechanics have channels on there and they're not necessarily selling me shit directly. I mean, yeah, maybe they are, but it's not just an infomercial for their tire glue or whatever it is. So it's got more authority for me. Now, Amazon could fix that in time. And it's, it's possible. And look, if it's a free channel and the cost of you marketing stuff on there is, is low to none, like if somebody invites you on to promote your book, you know, go with Jesus, my friend, you know, do, do what you got to do. I think just because the Amazon live video has access through Amazon Prime, there is a little bit of kind of pre-built audience in there, but it's nothing compared to the audience you get on YouTube or, you know, any other channel, you know, it's, it's. I, I don't even think it's there compared to, you know, something like Twitch or, you know, uh, that has tons and tons of, of views. And even though Twitch is kind of gamer related, there's a lot of non-game stuff on Twitch also. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think that Amazon will probably end up doing some kind of a hybrid, you know, merging it into some of their other platforms, you know, or maybe merging it in with Twitch or something like that, or, you know, some kind of feature swap, but it's kind of hard to say at this time. So let me ask you this. Somebody wants to reach out to you, find out more about selling on Amazon. What is the best way for them to find you? Yeah. I mean, look, the best way is just to email me. And my email is right there on my website, shaheenshan.com. We'll include it in the show notes for you. You can also go onto your favorite podcasting platform and check out our Hack and Grow Rich podcast. We do fresh episodes every week. We've got amazing guests. We're going to have Chris Voss, the FBI negotiator, wrote Never Split the Difference on there. We're going to have Caldini on. We're going to have Nolan Bushnell, the founder of Atari, Keith Ferrazzi, Dr. Michael Bruce, the sleep doctor, Jay Samet, Future Proofing You, all these amazing authors we're going to have on Hack and Grow Rich. So check out the Hack and Grow Rich podcast. We've got a YouTube channel and there's a podcast wherever podcasts are found. If you're interested, in the book or the story about herbal ecstasy. That's billion singular. How I Became King of the Thrill Pill Cult. That podcast is up now too. And to get a hold of me, it's shaheenshayan.com. That's S-H-A-A-H-I-N-C-H-E 
Y-E-N-E dot com. Just go to my website, fill out the link. I'm happy. Oh, I should mention, I, I almost forgot, Matt. You know, I've got a, why don't we do this? I've got a one hour crash course that it's normally 200 bucks. It's everything you need to know from A to Z on how to sell on Amazon, all our starting algorithms. You know, it's, it's everything you need. You don't need to pay anybody anything after that. I'll include it for free to any of your listeners. So we can use the code hook, H-O-O-K. So we know that they came from you. And I'm happy to offer that to any of your people. Just go to shaheenshan.com, click on the link for course and set up a free 15 minute introduction. And I'm happy to share that course with you. It's normally 200 bucks, absolutely free. And I really appreciate the opportunity to be on your show. It's been really fun talking to you. Nice, Gene. And make sure you hit that rewind button a few times so that you can get the spelling of Gene's name. I would spell it again for you. But in the podcast world, your search rank goes up if people rewind your show and listen to bits over. <laughs> oh, wow. Is that right? <laughs> so there's a hot tip for you. Yeah. If people if people skip a lot in your podcast, it hurts your ranking. And if they reverse and, and like rewind and like listen to parts again, it improves your ranking on uh, some of the networks anyway. And uh, it's kind of a SEO trick. Also the same thing with YouTube, right? It's because it's based on minutes watched. So if your watch time, if you have a lot of drop time that, you know, like the, the drop off of people watching your video, if you have a big cliff in, in your viewers, instead of people rewinding to watch parts again, you know, that'll hurt your, your YouTube rank also. So one oh, okay. more SEO trick at the end there. Jane, thanks so much for being on the show. And I really look forward to the book coming out. Likewise, honored to be on. Thank you so much for having me, Matt. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Join us next week as we dive into more tips and ideas to grow your business. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.